<laughs> DJ Podcast, uh, Chicago Bears won. Just got done watching the game. Uh, Chicago Bears versus uh, Detroit. They lost the game. Um, and it, it, it just, it, you know, it felt good at first. Just, it, it was a microcosm of exactly what the season has been. <laughs> it's exactly, that. that's probably the best way to describe it. Is, is this was a microcosm of what the season has been. You're watching Justin Fields. He looks good. He looks sharp. He's getting the ball off on time. Um, you know, every everything that you would kind of want to see from him, running the ball, some design runs, running for first downs. Um, uh, they, they lost the game 31-20-26. And once again, though, right at the end of it, uh, you have a chance to, to go down, score a field goal. You had... You had at least two timeouts. I think you had all three of your timeouts. And uh, you, you can go down. All you had to do is get in field goal range. This was a, a three-point game. This was a three-point game, and all you had to do was get in field goal range to get it there and, and put, it in, put it into um, overtime. Now, you had this game. All, like I said, all you had to do is put this game in. Uh, in, in field goal range, uh, Santos already hit like three or four field goals on the get on the day. Uh, you put it there within like 50 yards, you have a, a pretty good chance of getting into overtime. But uh, once again, Fields showing you who he is and uh, fumbles the ball. Yeah, you know Detroit, good defense coming in there strong, coming in there hot. Uh, it fumbles the ball, then it goes um, <laughs> it goes in the back of the end zone for a safety. You know, it's it just it just seems like um, it seems like bad follows Justin Fields after good. Can he turn it around? Yeah, I guess if we see him if we see him play like he did throughout the rest of the season, like the first uh, he I would say he played a pretty good solid four quarters of football in a really bad. Uh, 25 seconds right there at the end, but that's all it took. And the problem is we see that we see that a lot from Fields. We we see all of a sudden at the end he's throwing an interception, he's fumbling the ball. He you know it seems like he has a fourth quarter fumble like every other game. And that's that's what I feel. <laughs> I, I I'm not quite positive on this one if 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 that's exactly what we're seeing, but. But that's what I feel like I'm seeing. That's what I feel like I'm seeing from Fields. Like every other game, he's having a fourth quarter fumble where we're just saying, well, there it is again, Justin Fields, right? Um, you know, they, the, the defense looked sharp throughout the game. Um, yeah, Montez Sweat had a good sack. Um, you know, we saw Fields running. Uh, not just for first downs, but for uh, for yardage to throw the ball downfield. He had an awesome, perfect throw to DJ Moore. He does have a really good connection with DJ Moore. Um, also, at the end of the game, uh, the, they had the ball. I want to say it was like third and nine. And you're throwing it all the way downfield to Scott. Well, it's like you're winning this game. Um 
or you, you have good momentum in the game anyhow, and all you really had to do was get a first down. <laughs> it's like, come on. Why are we doing the 30-yard pass right now? I guess you got to cement yourself. Which way is it going to go? Break it till you make it, you know? I, I would have loved to just see there there would have been a perfect chance for a check down route on third and third and nine instead of going 40 yards. And then first and 10, then throw Scott out there. I think it's Tyler Scott, Taylor Scott. I throw him out there for that 30-yard game. <laughs> but but the momentum's in your half, and it's like, yeah, all right, bomb pass down to the end to Scott, you know, a, a rookie player. Um yeah, he he did. He had good chemistry with Bajan, but he's not Fields' guy. He he did show. He did. Scott did show. You know, he has really good hands with with Tyson Bajan. But I I think him and Tyson Bajan are more on on the page. Kind of like kind of like Justin Fields and DJ Moore. You know, they I I, I kind of trust trust Justin Fields going to G, DJ Moore than anybody else on that field. Uh, Cole Komet had a couple of catches, some good blocking. Um, he was not as active as he was versus uh, as he was with Tyson Bajan. but um, but he had he had some good games in there as well, some good plays in there as well. Three catches, uh, twenty yards for Cole Komet, so that's pretty good. Uh, Scott one for four yards. Uh, DJ DJ Moore seven for ninety six yards and a and a touchdown along of thirty nine. Darnell Mooney. Uh, he had one catch for 24 yards. Uh, Bajan, you see, Bajan's definitely spreading that ball out a little bit more. But today, today though, was a very heavy run game. Very heavy run game. Uh, Fields had 18 carries for 104. Khalil Herbert, uh, good to see him back with 16 for 35. Not a lot of yards for him, but we were trying to get him back in the game. Uh, this was his first game back since he uh, rolled his ankle, I believe, versus um, the Washington Con- Commanders. So it's good to see him back. Roshan Johnson, six for thirty. Uh, my my problem is that you're seeing Fields with the with the number one amount of carries. He has eighteen, and his and his back has sixteen. See, <laughs> as much as I like Fields, and as much as I see him as talented. And as as much as um, you see that he he really I don't think he completely fills out that all star like Lamar Jackson for a for a running quarterback. You need to be both accurate to the max and and have the talent. See that's that's where that's where um, I feel like. Like Lamar Jackson, his accuracy is really good, right? Um, today, Fields was 16 for 23, almost had as many um, rushing attempts as passing attempts. Uh, he was throwing 7.3 yards uh, average, one touchdown, no interceptions. He had uh, he was sacked twice. Um, not not a bad day for Justin Fields. Um, once again, I do. Want, I don't want to see him making so many big plays. They had a lot of designed runs with him, so it is. It is like, which way are we going with them? And and they didn't work. You know that they didn't work. His improvise was better than his designed runs. 
That's the way I felt. I felt like he had more in- improvised runs go well for him. He he kind of he kind of regrabbed that ability um, because before this, you were seeing improvised runs going right to the pile. This time he was running out a little bit, uh, catching it to the side. Uh, but a lot of a lot of design runs that that didn't go. Like you, you know, where he just, you can tell that just, I felt like his design runs were worse than his improv runs, but, um, no, whatever. That's neither here nor there. Um, so what, what overall, how do I feel about fields, uh, moving forward? Um, if he continues to throw the ball, like he's throwing in this game, I'm, I'm at 50, 50. They should keep him, maybe trade him. I think they should try and trade him. Um, Try and get some draft picks out of them. That'd be that'd be cool. So far, I am still leaning. Probably, I'll use Matt Aver for those turns. 51, 49%. Yes, no. Uh, <laughs> that was an Eber quote. Um, overall, I'm kind of I'm I'm still at like 55, 60%. Let's let's see a new quarterback next year. Um, it's challenging because Fields is super talented. You can see the talent. But talent does not always equal greatness. Talent does not always equal greatness, especially in the NFL because it's so hard to be a top uh, 10 quarterback. You got 32, 32 quarterbacks in the league. And to be a top 10, even a top 15 quarterback is really challenging. And you do see a lot of people enter the league with a ton of talent. And then by the time they exit the league, you go... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think most famously will always be um, Eli Manning. I do put him in the in the Hall of Fame. Yes, uh, side I am. I am for Eli on the yes of the Hall Hall of Fame. He had those two Super Bowl. Um, he had those two Super Bowl wins, and then it was just kind of like Mister Interception could not. Could not uh, get the ball down. Very talented guy. I think he got his two wins on the two teams that had really good defense. That's one thing you have to remember is uh, those New York Giants teams had some really good defense. Um, Not to say that Eli Manning did not contribute to his wins. But, um, you know, for a while he was considered a top 10. All of a sudden he drops out. Um, You know, of course, being a Bears fan... We had our Jay Cutler years. He was always argued, is he a top 10? And he was never quite in that top 10 market. I would always put him around like the, the top half, 11 through 15 type of guy. Um, he was really exciting to watch. Threw a lot of touchdowns, threw a lot of interceptions. Um, I think the stat is 50 and 50 with him. Like literally 50 wins, 50 losses. Like he does have like a 500 um, a 500 um, record with the Bears, um, especially towards his his the end of his Bears career, he just could not he couldn't do it, <laughs> you know. And and uh, you know he had a lot sacked up against him. The teams the teams that he he went to the Super Bowl with were also super awesome, great defensive teams: Brian Urlacher, Lance Briggs, Peanut Tillman. Um, the guys I could, I could still, Mike Brown, I could still remember the, their names even, even this many years, for, uh, since it's been, 
Uh, I think they went to the playoffs in 2010 or 2009 with with Lovey Smith. You know, that was the Jay Cutler years. Uh, you know, and it, it was fun. It was exciting to watch. And I have a feeling that that would be the best fields will be. It's fun and exciting to watch. Um, if they if they extend them, I'll be I think slightly disappointed. Uh, you put a more you put a better team around Fields. A really good defense. Once again, we're, we would be leaning on the defense. You put really good defense, some really good wide receivers around him. I could see this team winning uh, 10, 11, 12, maybe even 13 games. But um, you got you got a long ways to go. You got a long ways to go. What are you, three wins this year? They can turn it around in the blink of eye, depending on how they want to play next year's draft. Um. You know, Ryan Poles has a lot of work to do. He can, he can draft. Uh, if he drafts the right quarterback, uh, that would be awesome. If he, if he um, solidifies this defense, solidifies the offensive line. If he, you know, he can make a big splash with the draft and free agency uh, going into next year. The Bears can completely turn it around. Um, they're definitely not in a rebuild. They're in a build up. They're they're on the up of the build of, of a rebuild. They're they're swinging. They're they're right before before the jump. And from this year going into next year, they they need to make a huge jump and become a team. They need to become minimal a five hundred team going into next year. And I kind of want to see. I really want to see. Um, that that nine ten let's go with ten wins next year you know that would show major progress it would show major major progress by uh, the Bears management meaning Ryan Poles I think they fire Matt Everflus um, you know maybe maybe they keep him because his defense is finally coming around I don't know. I could see I could see one more year with Matt Everflus. The problem is if you do another year with Matt Everflus, you might as well do another year with Justin Fields and and um finish his career as as a Chicago Bear. But then I think you're losing you're losing a year on the rebuild. You're losing a year on the rebuild then. Then that would be in my mind a very lackluster, very boring. It would set up next year to be another disappointment. That's a, that's another thing about it. Uh, keeping Justin Fields, keeping Matt Eberflus. If you really, at the end of the year, if you really do like Matt Eberflus, I suppose you can stick with him and say, look, uh, Justin Fields was not our guy. It's not who we would have picked. Uh, the last regime, regime picked him. Um, since then, we've done a complete overhaul. Maybe, maybe, maybe Eberflus saves his job. I think polls will be there. Poles is going to be judged on this upcoming draft. So he's going to be there. Um, the question is Fields and Eberflus. That's the real question. I'm leaning towards Fields and Eberflus will, Eberflus will be gone. I'm leaning towards. I'm leaning towards that. I really am. It wouldn't make sense to me to hire a new coach and keep Fields. That would be, although a very Chicago Bears move to do, right? Let's let's keep uh, 
let's get rid of the coach and keep Fields. He's not a rookie. That's the one thing we have to remember. Is this is his fourth year going into the fifth year. Um, <laughs> so you got to pay him. And right now, if you told me that the Bears signed Justin Fields for a big deal, like even $25, $30 million a year, I would be saying, hold up, wait a minute. Like, that's not what we signed up for. You know what I mean? That's that's what I don't want to see. I would be really disappointed seeing Justin Fields out there again, especially with a new coach. With, with Iberflus again, that's another lackluster, best-case scenario. I, I want to see Iberflus gone, a uh, new quarterback, and Ryan Poles uh, doing his damnedest to get uh, together as many draft picks as possible. Uh, maybe trade Justin Fields. You know another team out there would love to would love to gamble with him, put him as a backup quarterback. Uh, you can put him in a situation where where uh, you have a quarterback war. You know, I could see them doing that on the Steelers. You know, uh, Justin Fields to the Steelers, trying to get—is uh, it Pickett or Pickens? I always I always get confused which one is which. Uh, seeing what he can do, you know, um, but then you got Justin Fields behind him, like you know, he he's a threat to a um, to a top. I'm gonna say it like this: a top 13 quarterback, just barely, just barely above the the like 15. 15's kind of the middle. 16's kind of the middle. I think Fields is right in that range. 13th, 14th in the league, um, simply because of his talent, his raw, his raw speed, his raw talent. Um, he kind of reminds me of. Um, he kind of reminds me of Jameis Winston, Justin Fields, like like a real running around guy, a real like like athletic, super athletic guy, super fast. Not not quite. Maybe more like Michael Vick. Michael Vick was always a really good runner. Um, I remember when he first entered the league. Man, he was a he was like the first one. Um, uh, RG three was kind of like Justin Fields, you know. Uh, Cam Newton, but I, maybe RG three is an even an even better example where where I remember a lot of people questioning is can he be a good pocket passer? Can he be a good thrower? I remember the year he came out, he was really, really exciting to watch. Robert Griffin III. Um, you know, he was so, super exciting to watch, and he just kind of fell off. I kind of feel like that's going to be Justin Fields. Whether he stays with the Bears or if he gets traded or whatever, I just feel like that's where Justin Fields is heading. Um, and, and that's how I feel about a lot of those, a lot of the quarterbacks that are like that. That are really fast, really talented, good arm strength, really agile, like everything you would kind of want in a running back. <laughs> and it's like maybe they should try that. You know, you don't get paid as much, I guess. I don't know. That that probably has something to do with it. But um, yeah, it's like come on, let's see it. Let's let's see let's see Justin Fields go out there and and throw. 
you know, 300, 350 yards and three touchdowns, like and no interceptions and no fumbles. Like, that's what you want. And, but it's just trending. It's trending down. Even with a game like today where he looks good, all right, his passing looked like where we wanted it to see. 18 rushing attempts? I mean, come on. Like, that. that's that's a lot. It was more than your, it was more than your, uh, two more than your uh, actual running back. And this was Khalil Herbert, like your your number one running back this year. So it's kind of like you'd almost rather see more runs by Herbert than by Justin Fields. Um, there were some plays where where he stepped, where Fields stepped into through the pocket, bought him some time. the The one play to uh, DJ Moore was touchdown, is the one I'm describing, where he he kind of stepped up and then threw it a perfect a perfect pass, perfect touch. Right, right in front of uh, DJ Moore, it was it was an easy catch for him, and and it was touchdown. And it's like, all right, I want to see that. <sighs> but then again, at the end, a big fumble. Like you, and you just thinking to yourself, just get in field goal range. Santos will probably tie it up. He's a pretty good kicker. Um, yeah, Cairo Santos, right? Yeah. Anyways. <clears throat> I I really though truly feel your best case scenario is new head coach, new quarterback. Um, Ryan Poles hires a, a head coach and a really good an offensive head coach and a really good defensive coordinator. I think that'll be the winning the winning secret. It, let's at least get the defensive side of the ball back. Let's at least put that together. This draft like completely make a really good defensive team. Um, you know you have DJ Moore. You can build around him a little bit. I think that Tyler Scott guy will be good. I think he'll be a good utility guy you can use. Darnell Mooney. I want to see more from him, but he is working with Fields and Bajan. It's it's definitely try and try and sign him again. Keep him on the team. You know, you don't want to, uh, I don't think you want to let him go. Also, if he's coming up to a big contract, maybe you, maybe you draft a new uh, wide receiver this year. I can see doing that. Um, let's let's drop some of the garbage, some of the, uh, you know, Valis Jones Jr. He's disappointed me enough this year. Um, add more to the offensive line. We could use, we could use another center. You know, they've been struggling trying to find a center this year. <sighs> There's so much to fix. And I think I said it last week. Unfortunately, we are looking at another wait till the next year type of season. Um, but your hopeful is your hopeful is that you are set up. Once again, you're set up. You've been set up two years in a row, and this is why it's the hot seat for Ryan Poles. Because you've been set up two years in a row. A lot of draft capital, um, a lot of money capital. You know, it's it's it could be turned around. It could be turned around right now. You have a you're gonna have a high draft pick as far as the Carolina draft pick. Uh, you should have your own high draft pick. You're gonna have two. Conservatively, I think you're gonna have two top seven 
being conservative with with top seven. You're gonna have two top seven number one uh, over uh, two top seven overall pet, uh, draft picks right here. That's exciting. So I, I guess that's what you're looking for. What do you do with those draft picks? Well, that's gonna make or break Ryan Poles, right? So hopefully, hopefully we we see the right moves out of our out of our management. And we're not doing a, a another general manager switch because that would that would deflate me completely. I, I'm always going to be a Bears fan. I'm always going to have uh, Bears fandom shit in my heart. I'm always going to be there uh, because I really want to see it play out. I want to see it play out past the McCaskies. I think eventually the, the McCaskies sell the team. That should change them completely. You know, it's a it's a big market city. It's a big city to have. It's too big of a city to have this this sketchy of a team. Um, I think it would benefit them like crazy to move uh, to move the team out of the city of Chicago. The city of Chicago itself is becoming a much more dangerous city. Um, you know, they Illinois has a lot of work to do. So for for safety for um, hosting big events for having better travel in and out of the stadium. A bunch of people in the in the city are saying, "Well, I don't want to go all the way to the suburbs to watch a Bears game. We don't want to go all the way to the city to watch a Bears game. You could you could spend four hours, five hours just driving to the city and back, uh, which which would normally be a thirty minute drive, forty five minute drive." Under an hour, anyways, it can easily turn into four hours of driving on a, on a big game day, trying to get in and out of the city. Even on a Sunday, it's painful. Um, the the L track in Chicago, it, it gets you close. It gets you close to Soldier Field. It doesn't doesn't put you right there. You know, it's not like um, the Cubs have the Cubs and White Sox have the red line um, right there. It's the uh, elevated uh uh station for anyone who doesn't know it's the it's the it's the like subway station although it's the l track stands for elevated little chicago facts down there um but the bears have it's a beautiful uh view it's the lakefront view and that's about it (laughs) um i am a fan of dome dome uh i you know Find find me twenty two players who like to play in the snow. Find me fifty four players, fifty three players who like to play in the snow. Whatever it is, fifty two or fifty four. Um, I'm not. I'm a person who's against Chicago cold weather. Uh, playing in the snow, playing in the weather, playing the elements does not help you. It does not help you win games. Um, you can say, oh, people from a team from Florida isn't used to playing in the cold, so they're it don't matter. It don't matter. You play against Minnesota, who's in a dome. You play against Green Bay, who's outside. They understand bare weather. Um, you play against uh, Detroit, who's in a dome. So really, you're not having uh, that big of an advantage in your own in your own city. And it's not like it's not like Detroit doesn't know how to play in Green Bay, where it's frozen. It's, you know what I'm saying? Every team in the Bears, um, in the Bears division, is going through either the frozen tundra or um, or Soldier Field, 
Yeah, they know how to play in the cold. These are professional athletes being paid millions and millions of dollars a year. If you can't play in the cold, if that's your one downfall, I mean, the Super Bowl is not going through the Bears. That See, uh, hosting giant uh, events isn't going through through uh, Soldier Field. Like a Taylor Swift concert is not going through, to, uh, through Soldier Field right now. I I want to see a big change, right? I want a dome with natural grass. That would be so cool. I am a natural grass fan because there's less injuries on natural natural grass. Um, but I want to see I want to see that move um, be sold to someone who actually cares about winning. Uh, hopefully, we have a great base being built here where Ryan Poles can be one of those GMs that just keeps their job forever, (laughs) you know, Uh, and and knows how to draft people, and he could be part of, he could be part of of the next generation. I can see that happening. He's young enough where, I think he's like 35 or 36. He's a young enough guy. I remember when they said that, I remember thinking, oh, I could be the Bears GM right now if I just had a, a football career. You know what I'm saying? And my back would still be achy. <laughs> um, anyways, I you know, I'm just gonna kick it off to kick it off to next week. Um, you know, bear down. I'm gonna take you guys out on the train here. We're gonna take the train out because that's the easiest way to get out of uh, Soldier Field. But there, it, you, you got at least a three-mile walk <laughs> to the train. Uh.